Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Hello, my name is Amy Irvine. I am the CEO and founder of Rooted Planning Group. Rooted Planning Group is a fee-only financial planning firm that is located in Corning, New York, Oklahoma, Fort Collins, Colorado, as well as virtually and many other places of the United States. We hope that you enjoy today's session on retirement. It's a long vacation, so you need a roadmap. Think for a moment. What does life look like when you're on vacation? Are you watching sunsets? Are you sitting by a lake? Do you like to travel? Do you like to be active? Or do you like all of them? This is completely up to you, but planning a vacation isn't something that just happens and neither does retirement. So what goes into planning a vacation? What does a vacation look like to you? That's the first step. It's the first question that I asked you. Then you have to take a step back and say, well, what will I need during retirement or during vacation? And then you can design the roadmap to get there. And you have to consider things like cost and what you're going to take with you. So some packing. You also need to do some forecasting, looking at the weather when you're on vacation or looking at how to weather retirement. And you have to feel comfortable enjoying it. And that's a big piece because many people really aren't comfortable at first when they head into retirement. You have to feel like this is the right decision to you. So let's dig in a little deeper. Planning the longest vacation of your life is often thought of in a monetary sense, but there's so much more. It's an emotional decision too. So what does retirement look like to you? Go back to those images. How would you design your ideal day if you were to control of your time? So many retirees that I've worked with over the years tell me they don't know how they had time to work. They are busier than ever. And I know trying to get them in the schedule is often quite a challenge. But the difference is they are doing what they want to do, not what they have to do. Envisioning your path makes it more real. It makes it easier to plan too. The idea is that you need to define your acceptable retirement quote unquote suitcase. We want you to define both what is the minimum income, that's the minimum amount that you need for financial security, and then add on what's desired for your lifestyle. 
you what would you want to do when you say the word freedom? Because working after that is a total choice. Since you have the minimum desired income, then the amount that you want for retirement, the desired amount, then that's the uh, the other side of the box is, well, what do we think the maximum age is? So you've got the minimum age, desired income lifestyle, minimum income lifestyle, and then what is the maximum age that you have to work, right? Or maybe that you even want to work. But you need to plan for that minimum age because what if your health turns bad? Then we have to plan for that. The maximum age is where you say, even if I don't have more than the minimum security of income, I'm not willing to work past that age at that point. This gives us two of the most critical factors in defining your retirement solutions. Of course, how much you have accumulated in our saving will determine whether you're in the box, whether you're able to fit it in the suitcase or not for the acceptable retirement. By defining these variables, we can work within ranges and define how the how big that bucket of money needs to be. So how full does the suitcase need to be to fund the minimum income and create security? We're going to call this your security bucket. We can then accumulate how much is going to, to be needed for the lifestyle bucket to create, create that lifestyle you want. Knowing these factors will let you make informed decisions such as after making sure you're saving enough money for the security bucket so that you're, you know, you can at least retire at that, that maximum age. Then you can start to sock away. Maybe it's a second lunch or something like second, um, like one lunch a week or something like that to, to, uh, save for that lifestyle bucket as a rule of thumb. And this is just a rule of thumb. Everybody is different. I want to stress this by age 30. We recommend that you have about one times your annual earnings, which if you were making 55,000, you'd want to have 55,000 saved by the time you're 30. By age 40, it's three times your income. By age 50, it's six times your income. By age 60, it's eight times your income. And by age 67, it's 10 times your income. So then the question becomes ways to save. How do you fill up that suitcase, those buckets? Well, there's a couple different ways to save and it depends on the type of company that you have. It might be a 401k or a 403b where you can put 19,500 plus an additional 6,000 if you're over the age of 50. Something very similar is a 457 plan. It works with the same limits as a 401k, but it does have different distribution options. So if you're eligible for one of those plans, you really should be looking at it. You can also save within an IRA of $6,000 plus 1,000 if you're over the age of 50. And a Roth IRA is the same of the traditional IRA limits, but you can only do one or the other or a combination thereof. So for example, if you put 4,000 in a traditional IRA, you can only put 2,000 in a Roth IRA if your limit's 6,000. And then another way to save is through brokerage accounts, which you have an unlimited amount that you can actually put in there. Now, beyond the savings, we want to talk about growth. And one of the things that we want to talk about when we're talking growth is to know your risk. And risk is a relative term in our opinion. There's risk capacity, which is what many of the risk tolerance questionnaires are about. 
What is my gut reaction to risk? Then there's also risk need. How much risk do I have to take in order for my plan to be successful? When you create that roadmap for retirement, we're looking to see how do you get there and is the tank full enough or do you need to stop and get you know more in the tank, right? So what's the need for risk? And then who is the risk actually for? Is it for just you? Is it for you and a spouse or a partner? Is it for you and your children? Is it for long-term care? What is the risk actually for and for whom? Then we dig into asset allocation and often have different asset allocations for different goals that you might have. And then the third type of savings is to make sure that you have asset type diversification. So if you recall the last slide I just showed you, there was 401ks, there was Roths, there was brokerage accounts. We typically want our clients to have about a third in tax-free, which is your Roth component, a third in tax-deferred, which is your um, 401k pre-tax, and then a third in taxable, which is your... Where is the start of your roadmap? As I mentioned earlier, we certainly have default targets that we look for, but in your 20s and 30s, just start saving 10% of your income now in emergency funds is really super important. Contribute to qualified plans and get that employer match. That's really important. So if you start saving 10% of your income into emergency funds and then another 7% into your retirement plan with a 3% employer contribution, you're saving 20% right out of the gate. We strongly recommend that you learn to live within a budget. Now, I'm not a big budgeter from a standpoint of tracking my spending every single month, but once a year I sit down and say, okay, here's where I'm going to automate all of my savings goals. And then I can spend the rest. So I've clearly defined how much I need to save my money on. I'm also very thrifty, however, so that does not mean I go hog wild. I do know that I have to spend within a certain amount each month. And I use my credit card to sort of track that. If I see the credit card bill getting up above the amount that I've budgeted for, I pull it back. I make changes to my habits for the rest of the month. The roadblocks that can get in the way in your 20s and 30s include things like disability, loss of a loved one. And that loved one, when I say death, it could be a parent, it could be a spouse, it could be a sibling, it could be a child. Those create roadblocks because they can certainly pause what's going on in your savings habits. Liability and risk is another big uh, roadblock within the beginning years. If you get subjected to any kind of risk or liability, that could follow you for many, many years to come. Job loss is another big thing in the 20s and 30s that can create roadblock. And another big one is competing goals, paying off student loans, buying a house, saving for retirements. It always makes me chuckle when uh, financial planners that have been in the profession for a very long time say, what do you do for a 20 or 30 or 40 year old? Well, especially people in their 30s, there are so many competing goals and it's how do you most efficiently plan and utilize those funds that are coming in? 
When you get to your mid-career, you want to increase your financial knowledge. Now, in all actuality, you want to create your create, uh, increase your financial knowledge at all ages, but you really want to start making sure that you're negotiating your salary to the level that it should be. Don't give a penny up because that penny can grow into many, many dimes. You also want to manage debt. Make sure you're growing that nest egg. Make sure you're funding pre-retirement goals just as much as you're funding post-retirement goals. And of course, learn to budget and plan within um, those plan for those unexpected expenses. It's the same roadblocks that can get in the way, except now you might be looking at college for kids, maybe upsizing the house and definitely saving for retirement. A good check-in point of your roadmap is 10 to 15 years before retirement. Envision your retirement dream at that point in time. What are you loving about life? What would you like to do more from? The question I always ask is if money wasn't a barrier, what would you change in your life? Create a current and a retirement budget. Many people like to have more money to spend in retirement than they actually do while they're still working because they like to travel more or maybe they want to have two houses or something along those lines. Make sure strategies are in place to review debt in retirement and just know that debt is not always a bad thing to have in retirement. Many people say, I have to make extra payments on my mortgage so that I don't go into retirement with any debt. Well, if interest rates are very low and you get an average of, say, let's say your mortgage is 3% and your rate of return on investments is 6 it may be beneficial in a lot of the cases that we show it is, not always, but most of the time. Um, for you to invest that excess cash and have it grow at 6% while you're only paying three. Taking care of your health is also very important, and it is your first wealth, as uh, we often say. And so taking care of your health during that period of time, 10 to 15 years uh, um, before retirement, is something that you should really check in and see how you're feeling and and if you're you're doing a good job taking care of yourself. Make sure you start tracking Social Security and investment results. Watch the earnings and the Social Security record. Make sure that they are accurate. Also review insurance, long-term care, life, and disability. Make sure that those policies are up to date and provide you with the proper coverage. Income levels have grown. Asset levels have grown. It's critical to make sure that you check in on those. Also, make sure you build specific funds for medical purposes in retirement, and that could be both long-term care medical, and it could be just medical, like you know you're going to have to pay premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. And of course, start dreaming about those encore careers you might love. Retirement doesn't have to mean to stop working. It might just mean that you can start doing something that you absolutely love and get paid a little bit for it. Usually enhances every plan that we do. And then get a detailed plan at least once during this. I know that's sort of a biased statement, but I'm I'm speaking from experience when people say to me they wish they had done it earlier. When you are close to the destination, maybe one to three years before retirement, this is when I say practice. Try living within your intended retirement lifestyle and spending. Review Social Security and pension benefits and options and quote unquote play with what ifs with the various numbers. Consider your housing options. Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? And how do you want to live? Also explore options for retirement plans, such as joint pensions or annuitizations. Review your current investment strategies and decide if they need to have some changes made to them. 
My recommendation, of course, since I am a fee-only financial planner, is to hire one of us to help you identify issues and solidify solutions. And again, make some decisions on that Encore career or not. Get used to annual review of budget, assets, and cash flow because this is going to be critical during those retirement years. And then when you've arrived that countdown year, simplify your financial life. Automate automate deposits, bills, payments, consolidate account where it makes sense. Finalize health insurance options. Finalize long-term care strategies. Finalize withdrawal strategies. Explore and finalize all employee benefit options and retirement plans and see what you can take with you or what you will be giving up. Again, start those Encore career if you want one and determine any volunteer interests if you have any and maybe try several of those out. Maybe even consider joining a few clubs for activities and interest. So have you packed the right items? What does retirement look like for you? Do you have emergency reserves, near-term goals, long-term goals? Are you clear on those fixed expenses, variable expenses, and large expenses? We talked about your vision for retirement. What about the people in your life and their visions and realities? Will you be a caretaker or need to try taking care of, uh, could be a parent or it could be a grandchild? Do you see different stages of retirement? Think about the last 20 years of the journey of your life. You know, 20 years, that's both short and long if you really think about it. The average male today will live to 87 and the average female will live to 89 right now. That means most people will have at least 20 years in retirement. But there's a major there's major strides in medication that could mean people will live much longer. The various longevity cal- calculators on the web have me living personally to <laughs> to age 98. That's me personally. And some, you know, it it could be even further than that. It's been said that the first person who will live to 150 has already been born. Living long means planning differently than generations in the past. I mean, most generations in the past were maybe 15 years into retirement. The age 65 was generally retirement age back when the life expectancy was closer to 78 in the, reti- in the retirement decision document that we provided to everybody, we asked you to think about if more about in more detail what retirement looked like. And in some cases, you know, we want you to start thinking about some good resources. Again, this goes to the emotional side. And there's a great book out there that I want to recommend by Barbara, Dr. Barbara O'Neill called Flipping the Switch. She really walks through some ideas to get you there. And another one that I should have put in here is The New Retirement Mentality. That is a great book as well. And I think gets people thinking along the lines of what does retirement look like for them? Now, remember, just in summary, there are three buckets in retirement. There's the minimum income, there's the surprise bucket, and there's the desired lifestyle bucket. Having that clear in your head can help you in your plan. This means that once you've reached minimum security bucket is filled, you'll want to create a bucket of money that can be used for all of those other surprise items and for desired lifestyle. Now, I mentioned earlier forecasting. The problem with retirement planning or dreaming, however, is that 
There are so many uncertainties both approaching and in retirement. Think of how many changes both expected and unexpected have occurred in your life in the last 20 years. Could you have predicted the twists and turns that have happened in the financial outlay for those? Some of the variables that impact retirement and the time leading up to it include health, right? Unexpected job loss. Oh, and by the way, when it comes to health, there's sometimes something called IRMA, which means if you earn over a certain amount of money, you actually pay a little bit more for health insurance than the standard Medicare. We need to be talking about things like care planning and taxes, the financial impact of parents and kids and grandkids. Yes, we need to talk about rates of returns and reviewing all of the resources. All of the items that are listed here on the screen are something that we should be considering when we're thinking about forecasting. We hope that you've truly enjoyed our journey into retirement, and this has given you some things to think about. If you'd like more, please hop on over and order the book called Uncork Your Finances, which is a book I wrote from some of the podcast guests that I had. Also, subscribe to the Wine and Dime, which is a podcast that you can listen to where every week it's my goal to share a bit of a financial journey with you. If you want to know more about our company, hop on into rootedpg.com. Feel free to email me at amy at rootedpg.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media, subscribe to our blog, and read about us in the press from time to time. Thank you very much. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dine. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com, or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at RootedPG for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.